Welcome to the DY Media One podcast recorded by the media program at Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School. In these shows, we will discuss news and issues addressed to the DY School District and the communities of Dennis and Yarmouth. Hello and welcome to the Cape Cod History Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Souza. Today I'm interviewing a local author who's written incredible books about our local Cape Cod history. His name is Jim Coogan. It's a pleasure to have you here. Well, thanks, Wyatt. It's nice to be back here in the halls of DY. Um, Maybe they told you, but I'm a proud graduate of the Green and White here, Mm -hmm. uh, class of 1962. And, you know, I'm very happy to be here. That's awesome. Um, so what got you into writing? Well, I think I've always been a writer. I've always liked to express myself uh, orally and in writing. Um, I was telling my son the other day that if I was in a room with 10 people and there was some kind of an issue or a problem, I'd be the first one to speak out. Mm. I'd say, hey, let's do it this way or we should do this. I've always um, you know, taken the initiative on just about anything. And I think writing for me is, um, it's kind of a, um, a vehicle of um, getting my ideas out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do, I do like to write. It's, uh, it's something, it's a skill. Um, it's not something I think everybody's born with. There may be a few exceptions, but I consider it like, um, almost like a sport. If you're going to be a good third baseman, you've got to take 100 ground balls uh, a day. <clears throat> so if you're going to be a good writer, you have to work at that skill every day. And um, I've done that really since college. I mean, I've always enjoyed it. What was your favorite part? What's your favorite part about living on Cape Cod? Well, um, you know, I'm going to be 80 years old in six months, and I've been here for 76 years. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I consider myself very fortunate that I got to grow up here. Um, it was a quiet, small community. I loved the high school here. I was president of my class for three uh-huh. years. Um, it was a family, and um, I, I don't think I ever. Uh, topped it in terms of places that I've lived or experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, in many ways, growing up here on the Cape, I grew up in Brewster, that's where I lived, um, it was very much like um, Huckleberry Finn. You know, I had all of nature outside for me. Um, it wasn't crowded like it is now. Here in this school building, which I entered the second year it was in existence, we could look out from the second floor and deer were gra- grazing on the grass out front of the school. There was no captain's village, no housing across there. Uh, it was just a rural, quiet spot that after Labor Day, it just pretty well closed up. But the school was the center point and um, we just loved it here. And, um, you know, I've gone through our 60th class reunion just recently and we're all still getting together and enjoying the memories that we had here. Yeah, that's that's one thing I, I like about DUI. I went to um I went to Barnstable before I went to DUI and Barnstable is like a really big school, so you don't really know everybody. DUI still kinda has that like small school aspect so you like know everybody, which I think is awesome. I think it's a good trait. Um, I don't know. sometimes I've talked to people that went to these mega schools and I just don't see how they'd have any real connection to 
either the class or the school itself, again, like DY and as you're experiencing it, it's small enough that you really, you feel like you're part of a family here, and I know it was definitely for me. Why did you pick Cape Cod history as your book topic? Well, I think every student in the course of their going through school has a mentor or someone who gives you a spark and a direction. Here at the high school, I had a mentor. I had several, but I think the one I'm thinking of now is uh, my history teacher. Uh, He was uh, one that I was introduced to as a teacher, uh, as a junior in high school, and he's still alive. His name is Walter Hewins, and Walter was just one of those people that I wanted to be like. He was uh, dynamic. He was fun. He was um, just a great guy, and he loved history, and he taught history in a way that, to me, it made it uh, real. And I just thought always that I wanted to be like Walter. And so when I went to college, um, I majored in history. Um, Some people would say, well, what do you do with it? Uh, You know, you can uh, be a lawyer, I suppose, go into politics. But I always wanted to be a teacher, I think, because of the uh, experience I had here at DY. I liked it so much. And I thought, teaching, I like that. I like the lifestyle. I like the idea of uh, working with young people. So the mentor idea of having Walter um, kind of point me in that direction. And when I was at Boston College, I had another mentor, a good Irishman named Thomas O'Connor, and he was a professor there. He was like Walter. Uh, He could teach history to make it like it was real. And again, he was another one that I wanted to follow in his steps. So um, I think I wanted to I wanted to do local history. I felt that, you know, all history begins where you grow up. Mm-hmm. And I have always concentrated on the Cape's history. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, this morning, I'm still teaching uh, I'm teaching a Cape Cod history class at the um, Sandwich Center for Active Living. I have a six-weeks class going there, and um, we're in the fourth week. So I just continue to like it. What is your favorite period of history? Well, I like American history. I mean, uh, European history can sometimes get so complicated. uh, But American history, I'd say Civil War period uh, up through World War II, um, Civil War in particular, It's funny, when I was in high school, we were doing the 100th anniversary of the Civil War, 1861 to 65, and there was a lot of material out then, and I really read a lot about the Civil War. Of course, in my lifetime, I visited a lot of the uh, battlefields, the characters, the important ones and the unimportant ones, but I I like that period of time. Um, The period after the war, uh, the Reconstruction period, It's not so interesting to me, but I think the beginning of the 20th century as we got into more um, technological improvements, uh, the inventions of the late 19th, early 20th century, they really changed the world. And I'm interested in that, and I like that. Yeah, it's kind of funny you say that, because I I kind of have, like, the same view with, like, European history. It's just, like, a lot of fighting and change, whereas, like, in American history, it's kind of, like, there's a lot of change, but it's also kind of very streamlined, in a sense. And that, that's also, like, my favorite part of the time of history, too, right around then. Well, I would agree. Um, European history is certainly interesting, but between the dynasties and the, you know, the rise and fall of uh, dictators and kings and queens, I have a hard time keeping them all track. So I noticed you have another book with you. Um, would you like to speak about that? 
Well, it's just my latest book. Um, I, I, I write um, generally nonfiction, obviously, yeah. as a historian. And I've written, uh, I think, 13 books, if I include the children's books that I've done. But I always pretty much did uh, nonfiction as a historian. But my last two books for adults have been novels, and they are set on Cape Cod, but I've created characters um, that play roles in various aspects of the Cape's history. I decided to do that just because uh, nonfiction can be a bit sterile. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, it's too many dates and names and people get lost in it. But I, yeah. creating characters that fit into the historical sequence to me was a challenge, but I enjoyed it. And um, this one, which came out last year, Cape Cod Passage, is 50-plus stories about things and people and events on the Cape. But uh, I have characters working through those things so that the reader can better identify with uh, how they felt, what they thought. And uh, you can't do that in nonfiction. So I, I, that's where I went with these two more recent books. What is your favorite historic event to happen on Cape Cod? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, historic I know it's event on Cape Cod. Well, you know, there are lots and lots of them. I think, you know, maybe I might just focus in on the years of JFK, the so-called Camelot years of 60 to 63, because I was a teenager then, and, you know, we'd see the president occasionally up in Hyannis, go to church at uh, the uh, St. Francis Xavier up there, and um, it was common to see the head of our country as being a neighbor. Mm -hmm. And you know, it was covered very heavily by the press, the local press, but you sort of felt like, uh, wow, we're in the middle of things here, um, you know, Dateline, date Hyannis Port. Um, so that period uh, had so much in it for me personally that I like that as an event, if you want to talk about the personality involved in the event, JFK and his family. That, that to me, in my lifetime, was uh, a very important one. But, I mean, you could cite other things. The building of the Cape Cod Canal was pretty mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, the number of shipwrecks that have happened here, the maritime history, you know, the writers that have been here. Um, you know, it's some great writers here. You've got uh, Eugene O'Neill, Pulitzer Prize uh, playwright. You've got uh, uh, lots of other writers that have made this place very special. So, uh, but as an event, for me, I think the JFK years. JFK is, in my opinion, one of the greatest, like, presidents. And it was really cool, like, how he came back here, kind of like to his hometown, and just... Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it, it was sort of uh, cool. I mean, I can remember, uh, you know, I'd go over to Hyannis sometimes, and sometimes you'd see the Secret Service people around. I remember when John Glenn, who was the first American to orbit the Earth, mm -hmm. was out in Lewis Bay water skiing with Jacqueline. They had pictures uh, behind the boat. and. Mm -hmm. You know, you just felt like I'm right in the center of things. And I, later, when I finished college, I went out to the West Coast. And, um, you know, the only thing that those people out in Oregon had ever heard of was Hyannisport. Mm -hmm. So they called me the Hyannisport Flash. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, uh, you know, it was a connection to something special. This one's a little off topic, but I kind of just thought about it. What is your favorite beach on Cape Cod? My favorite beach on Cape Cod, I would have to say it's in Dennis, 
and uh, Mayflower Beach before it became the center of attraction mm-hmm. for yeah. 8 million people. Um, like I say, I grew up in Brewster, so I was over in East Dennis a lot on uh, Crow Pasture and the North Side Bay Beaches. To me, the Bay Beaches were special because of the low tide flats. And uh, so I, I grew up on the flats. Uh, but as far as a beach, to go to a beach, that Mayflower Beach is pretty nice and going out toward Chapin Beach. Uh, those are beautiful uh, areas with a lot of good sand. I like those areas best. Yeah, those are really beautiful. I remember uh, Dennis, all the beaches there are really beautiful. Yeah, unfortunately though, uh, now with the um, social media, you get a bunch of people want to go there all at once, mm-hmm. and they do, and uh, yeah. it, it has been problems. Um, one of the teachers here years ago, he lived on um, uh, on the road that go, goes down to the beach, and I talked to him, and he said he can't get out of his driveway uh, because the cars are lined up to get into the, the beach parking lot by 8.30 in the morning, so that's not a good thing. I was lucky growing up. I never worried. We didn't even have to have a beach sticker. Well, one last thing. What's a word of advice from you that you would give young, expiring authors that want to write books? Well... I guess I'm old enough now that I can give some advice, but um, I would say it's like anything. If you're going to choose something to do, choose it because you like to do it. Don't choose it because it's going to give you money or riches or fame, because it'll probably do none of those three. But if you like doing something, that makes getting up in the morning a lot easier. And if you want to be a historian or you want to be a writer and you like that, then you should pursue it. Again, um, you're not going to probably be a millionaire, but um, you will sleep well at night, and I think you'll get a sense of satisfaction in doing something that you really like. And that that applies to anything that you might want to do. I'd say go for the thing that that makes you happy. It was a pleasure to have you here, and I thank you for coming. Well, Wyatt, it's my pleasure, too, and I'm I'm glad that we were able to get together. I was a little bit late on this, uh, but we made it. Thank you. You've been listening to the DOI Media One podcast, a production of the Dennis Yarmouth Regional High School Media Program. If you'd like to explore other projects created by DOI students, check out DOI Media One on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify.